Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. The just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith. We overcome by faith. We please God by faith. It's such a vital part. It is a, it's not optional. It's necessary to live a victorious life. It's the victory that overcomes the world, the Bible says, even our faith. But faith is not this unknowable, mysterious thing that some people think that God has given some people a lot of faith and other people he didn't give much faith for some reason. We just don't know. No, no. Uh, to every man, there's dealt a measure of faith. And it's what we do with it. If we feed it and exercise it, use it, it'll grow. If you starve it and don't use it, it'll diminish and, and weaken. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come into the classroom, let's feed it. Father, all of us agree together today to receive and feed on your words. Open our eyes, ears, hearts, minds. Give us answers, direction, and help. Show us what you know is the most vital thing for us today. Give us this day our daily bread, our spiritual food. We ask for it in Jesus' name, and we thank you for being so gracious to us. Amen. Amen. Look again, please, in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, scripture we've been looking at for some time now in a series that we're calling overcoming unbelief. The spirit of the believer, the spirit of faith, is the spirit of the overcomer. And one of the big things we're told that we must overcome is unbelief, doubt, fear. In the world we live in, it is pervasive. Unbelief and fear is everywhere around you. It's just like we said, it it permeates the very atmosphere. And it is so refreshing when you can come into a place where there's a group of believers that have some faith. Oh, man, it's a relief from the oppression uh, of the heaviness of the world. And it's one of the big reasons why everybody should be a part of a good local assembly, local church family. And like the scripture said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. One of the things that happen when we come together is that we stir up each other. We exhort each other and, and your faith can actually, in an environment of a church setting, a service setting, a group of believers that are actively believing can make it easier for people to receive in that atmosphere. Easier to see and hear from God. Easier to receive a healing or, or things like that. So there are many benefits of being a part of a local church family and having services together. 
And thank God, you know, every Christian home ought to be an environment of faith. Don't you think that? Yes. Everybody, from the oldest to the youngest, if they're believers, uh, can and would should have faith and be walking it out, living it. That affects the environment around you. In 1 Corinthians 10, he said, uh, with many of them, talking about the first generation of Israelites that God got out of Egypt, with many of them, uh, God was not well pleased. What does it take to please God? Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So we know there was a lack of faith here. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. And also the fact that they were overthrown in the wilderness, that didn't please God. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things, not be idolaters, not commit fornication, not tempt Christ. In verse 10, neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Why make a direct connection between murmuring and being destroyed? Is it really connected? Well, just the fact that he said don't do it ought to be enough not to do it, right? But then he tells you what happened to them when they did it. They got destroyed. So I don't want to be destroyed. But like we said, does everyone see a problem with complaining? No, no. Most, most church-going people do a bunch of complaining. It's just a regular part of their life. And you'll do the same thing unless you make an effort to change. You'll just get sucked in. And, and the thing is, if everybody's doing it, then you don't notice it. You only notice it when you make a change. That's why, you know, talking positively, talking faith will cause you to stand out because <laughs> most people are talking negative and griping and talking down. <clears throat> the, uh, the Lord gave me a phrase some years ago, and I believe it's a good one. He said, uh, uh, doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. Faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. Did, did y'all hear that? We're talking about identifying these things and the characteristics. Say it out loud with me. Doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. What about faith? Faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. Now see, we, we've been seeing about murmuring and complaining here. Well, what's the opposite of murmuring and complaining? Giving thanks giving thanks. When you're complaining, you're not giving thanks. When you're giving thanks, you're not complaining. Right? Can you see that? And one of them's faith and one of them's unbelief. He, he says, uh, don't murmur like some of them murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen to them for examples, examples for us, they're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. So uh, go with me again to Numbers, the 11th chapter, and we saw our eighth 
event of the people doubting God, not believing him. And on this, on this one, it's called uh, Taborah, what happened at Taborah. And the word Taborah means burning, burning. And we're not given a whole lot of detail except verse 1, Hebrews 11, I mean Numbers 11, 1. When the people did what? Complained. And actually, the margin says when the people were as it were complainers. Now see, that, that's not just that they complained, they were complainers. And we know that's the case because we saw, uh, you know, at the Red Sea, they complained. At Marah, it said they complained about the bitter water. At the desert of Sin, they complained. This was in the text. At Rephidim, they complained for lack of water. And here at Taborah, they're complaining again. And just at the very next verse, in verse 4, we're going to see that's the next instance at... Um, uh, oh, what's the name of that? Kibroth? Uh, I'll have to look it up. The name, that place was a different name. But um, they complain about lack of food, lack of water. They were complainers. And complaining is speaking against something. Speaking down and speaking against. And it is a choice to doubt. It is yielding to the flesh. It's yielding to your feelings. It's yielding to irritation. It's yielding to exasperation. It's yielding to impatience. Come on, can you see this? And just going, you know, and a lot of times people cuss when they do it too. Ah, oh, blankety blank, blankety blank. There's just no way and it's never going to work. And... This actually angers the Lord when, especially when he has done multiple miracles for you and you have seen his deliverance and you've seen his power. And you know, had they seen his power, class, had they seen his power, man, they saw signs and wonders in Egypt nobody ever heard of. They saw the splitting of the Red Sea. They have seen uh, bread come out of the sky. They've seen quail flown in in the middle of the desert. They've seen water come out of a rock. They have seen and heard and experienced and yet still complaining. Still complaining. Now it is a sad thing that no matter the instruction, no matter the miracles no matter how many times they were delivered or provided for or protected, they never quit complaining. They never stopped with the complaining. And the scripture said it was it's an evil thing. Now we saw in Hebrews 3 it called, don't let this evil heart of unbelief be in you. We need to get mind renewal on this class. Y'all with me all the way? Huh? I'm looking at the whole class. What do you mean? Say it out loud. Complaining. Complaining. Murmuring. Murmuring. Is evil. It's bad. Evil means bad. It's bad stuff. It's a yielding, like we said, to the flesh. 
And it reveals what you're looking at. Go with me to uh, 2 Corinthians, if you would, the fourth chapter. Y'all okay? Yes. How many believe we're getting helped? Are we, are we growing? Are we? Yeah. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13, had said, We have the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore have I, have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. What you're saying should be your faith talking. We believe and therefore speak. But what you're saying can be your fear talking. Can you see that? That's what was going on with them. Who's deciding what we say? Not God. I'm not deciding what you say. You're not deciding what I say. You are in charge of your mouth and what you choose to say. And see, we're not just talking about making sounds. You're a spirit being. And fear and faith are not material. That's spiritual. Spiritual force. There's the spirit of fear. There's the spirit of faith. And what I choose what word I choose to use and what I choose to put in it and what I choose to say and release over my life, God's not deciding. Nobody else can do that for me. And so Jesus said, every word that, uh, even idle words, we'll have to be responsible for and that we're condemned by our words we're justified by our words. Somebody say our words. Our, whose words? Your words. And here's something a lot of people wouldn't even believe. Church going people I'm talking about. Your words carry more weight in your life than anybody's. Period. Including God's. Now people would gasp at that and go, oh, no, no, no. Listen. If he says... Your sins have been put on Jesus. He paid the price. And you're accepted in that. And you say, no, nah, I don't believe it. And I don't accept it. Whose words are going to carry in your life? Will you be saved or lost? lost. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Why? You and I are different. We're not like the animals that God created. If you notice, they can't speak. They, they can't choose and put spiritual quantities in words and intelligently release them. They make sounds, uh, a rudimentary form of communication, but they are not speaking spirits like us. We're made in the image and likeness of God. God conceives and releases words and creates things. And you and I are made in that form, in that image, with some of that ability. It's amazing. It's God-like ability. But we can use it to destroy ourselves. Or we could use it to help ourselves. He said here in verse uh, 18, While we look not at the things which are seen, 
but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. If you skip over to chapter 5 and verse 7, 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. What is, we're still talking about, what's so bad about complaining? They complained and it angered the Lord. And judgment came. Fire broke out in the camp. What's so bad? He, he warns us in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 10, 10. Don't murmur like they did. They got destroyed of the destroyer. What's so bad about complaining? What is it? What are you expressing when you do that? What are you yielding to? And what are you looking at? If you're looking at God, you're looking at what He said. Let's just let's, let's go back with them. When they're saying, it's so hot out here, and there's no water anywhere, and there's no food, and we're miles and miles away from help, and there's no water to drink, and, and we're all going, what are they looking at? Help me out, class. What are they looking at? They are only looking, is that right? At what they see, what they feel. Are they walking totally by sight? Can you see that? Totally by sight. How would you walk by faith? Faith doesn't look at, at this Faith looks at the things that are not seen. How can you look at the things that are not seen? Well, that's what God told you. What did God tell them? I got a land picked out for you. Is that right? It's a good land. It's a beautiful place. It flows with milk and honey. It's well watered. It's rich, rich in timber, rich in crops, houses you didn't build, wells you didn't dig, you know, all these kind of things. Could they have looked at that instead of talking about what they didn't have? Actually, the Spirit of God said that to me uh, some years ago. Is uh, uh, just this phrase. He, he said, Keith, don't talk about what you don't know, what you don't have, and what you can't do. Don't talk about that. Well, what would, what would that lead you to do? Complain. Can you see that? Complain about what? What are they complaining about? What they don't have. Right? Don't have, don't know where we're going to get water. Don't know where we're going to get food. What did Jesus say? Don't say that. Don't say, what are we going to eat? Now again, just saying that phrase, I know most people think, well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Right? What's wrong with that? Well, I didn't write this. Okay? You tell me. If it angered the Lord, and here we got, it angered God in the Old Testament, and here we got Jesus in the New Testament saying, don't say that. He never changes. Well, whether you understand it or not, should you just go, okay, I need to quit saying that. Quit saying what? What? Where are we going to get it? I just thought, how many understand in the same breath you could have said, we're going to get it. Yes. Right? Yes. God will take care of us. Amen. 
You could have chosen, instead of looking at what you don't have, don't know, can't do, and griping about that and complaining about that, you could have focused on what God told you, looking not at these things that are seen, but by faith, the things that are not seen, going, no, no, he's brought us through before. He'll bring us through now. Right? That's all God requires of us, is that we choose, instead of just being becoming hopeless and despairing by what we're seeing, that we just simply take him at his word. And if he said he'd take care of us, go, well, we're going to make it then. Yeah, but we don't hush, hush, hush. God is with us, right? He's with us. He didn't bring us out here to kill us. He's already told us what his plan is for us. We're headed to the promised land. And that's when you write songs about the promised land, right? And poems. And you sing, and you declare and go, I'm going to the promised land, get out the way, hey, I'm going to the promised land, huh? Instead of, oh, what are we going to do, and how is this ever going to work, and, and this, it angered the Lord. He had heard it till he was done with it. And I mean, fire began to break out. Just knowing that one thing, how much God dislikes it should be more than enough for you and I to say, "Mm -mm, no more complaining. Say it out loud, class, no more. No more more complaining. No more more griping. No more more murmuring murmuring about what I don't know, don't don't have, have, can't do, do. walking by sight. sight. No No more. Hallelujah, I'm going to believe God. Amen, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe God. Walk by faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does that stir you up at all? I'm walking by faith, not by sight. Now notice uh, what happened in, uh, go to the book of Psalms, if you will, because you see another big aspect of what's going on when someone complains and you'll you know you may recognize it had happened to you at some point Psalm 78 I tell you what go to Psalm 77 you're there close by Psalm 77 2 and 3 he said in the day of my trouble I sought the Lord My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. Well, it's good that you sought the Lord. It's not good that you refused to be comforted. Verse 3, look at this. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained. And what happened? My spirit was overwhelmed. That's the effect, complaining and yielding to the flesh and fear and talking that and asking these unbelieving questions, what are we going to do, how in the world? And it, it has the effect of just overwhelming your spirit. And you see other instances where it says in Job a couple of times, he said, I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. So complaining is an expression of bitterness. 
And bitterness, the Bible warns us in the book of Hebrews about bitterness being contagious. That a root of bitterness can defile many. And that's why you'll see if somebody starts bad-mouthing and talking against and griping and complaining and murmuring, next thing you know, other people will be doing it. And it, it can spread through a group. It's, it's a spiritual influence, and it can be contagious. That's why you've got to be strong, and you've got to recognize it when you hear it, and you've got to go, uh-uh, no, no, I'm not joining in on that. I'm not agreeing with that. Well, what do you want to happen in your life? You want provision. I just don't know what this thing's coming to. And I just don't, looks like this whole thing is just going down. It's as worst it's ever been. And, and there's just no way. Well, no, that's not what you want. And even though you're in the world, you don't have to have the same thing that the unbelieving world gets. God can meet you in the middle of this. And you can be a beacon of hope. You can be a light of difference in the middle of all the junk. And you can say, well, a thousand may fall at this side and 10,000 over here, but I'm going to be kept. God's going to keep me and take care of me. Why? Not because I think I'm so amazing better than anybody else. I just have begun to understand his ways. Come on, can you hear this? How he functions and operates, what he's looking for out of me to be able to do something in my life that he's not able to do for everybody else. It's just me making a choice to stop this ungodly, uh, irritating, griping and complaining and begin to confess with some joy and with some strength. Doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. See, that, that word sad's another revelation, isn't it? If you're down and depressed, are you in faith? No. See, if I really believe, man, I'm on my way to the promised land. Whoo, closer than I've ever been. Man, God's, God's got some good things working for me. What is there to gripe about? Come on, can you see that? What is there to be so upset and gripe and scared and defeated about? So depressed about? See, when you're depressed and complaining, it shows what you're looking at. You're looking at the things seen. You're not walking by faith, walking by sight. Yielding to the flesh. Yielding to the feelings of hopelessness. Not even trying to resist it. That's what aggravated the Lord. Not even trying to resist it. Just, we can't make it. We can't. Have you even tried? Did you get up? Did you try to take a step forward? No, there's no use. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. Well, die in the desert then. That's all that's left. No, by the grace of God. Somebody say, by the grace of God, grace of God. I, I, will I will overcome. I'm an overcomer. I will lay hold on the blessings of God. I will walk in the benefits of God, in victories, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our time's up. Let's say it like we do. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. And that ain't griping and complaining. Well, there's a lot more to see. Come back tomorrow. We'll see you here in Faith School. I've got
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.